playing guitar. Welcome to Mountain Dew Fest! Woo! What two do's? What double do it? <laughs> Take a tiny sips from two Mountain Dew cans. It's great. Uh, what is yours, Adam? Yours is all blurry. I have a Baja Blast mango gem. So they have oh alternate Baja Blast flavors. Oh, my so God. So this is mango. They also have pineapple. And then, of course, normal. But I've never had this mango, so we're going to see what it tastes like. Mango and pineapple are maybe the two best fruits on the planet. Plus orange. They're Anything warm colored is a great fruit. Yeah. I could see that. Let me see what it tastes like. Mm. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's mango as hell. Mm. It's just mango flavor. They're like, yo, we put a mango in a Mountain Dew. Have a good time. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, we that's don't have good. our usual Mountain Dew hard. Um, no. I don't have Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Spark. I've All they had left at the store was Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Major Melon, and I do not like watermelon. But I'll double fist anything for a show. There you go. Welcome to Respawn. Aim fire the kick ass of Gaming podcast brought to you by Affable Idiots. <clears throat> Whoa. Woof. We are, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michaelinis. We've also got here Adam, don't tell him to do it, Gumbert. How are you, Adam? I like that play on words because we are drinking Mountain Dews at the beginning of the show. We are. We are. Uh, we are also on twitch.tv slash affability. It's right now live Sunday evening at 8.30 Eastern Time. It's 8.22, but you can forgive us eight minutes because it's Father's Day and we can do whatever we want because Adam is a father mm. and I have a dog. Okay. So there you, are. Uh, you can also catch us on demand, YouTube and uh, podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern time as well. We've got some fun stuff to talk about today. In addition to our Mountain Dew antics, we're also going to be talking about, talking about Starfield. We're talking about, about two games that almost got killed but ended up coming out. Kojima got people going crazy again. But we're going to start with our main quest, Naughty 3. If you're listening, I'm, we're, we're winking furiously out of both eyes. Alternating, though. It's not a blink. It's definitely not. Oh, damn it. I'm, I'm having a seizure. <laughs> we are seizing on the stream. Uh, Naughty 3 continued with announcements from Capcom and Square Enix. Every story today is coming from IGN.com, which stands for Igneous Rocks Go Nuts. Starting with <laughs> everything from Capcom Showcase, brought to you by Adam Bankhurst. So Capcom, ahead of time, they set expectations by telling us, hey, we're going to have a show. It's going to be about X minutes long. It's going to be about stuff. Updates on things that we've already announced. So no one was going in expecting something brand spanking new, which was great because then we all appreciated the things that did get shown off. Mm -hmm. Starting with a few more seconds of Resident Evil 4 Remake gameplay. They announced it a few days earlier at one of the things. Uh, and what was it? Was it at Summer? That was Achilles thing, right? Was it Achilles? No, or no, was, it was, it was Sony State, State of Play. Play. Yeah, it was Sony State, it was State of Play. Play. Yeah. So they announced it at Sony State of Play, but we saw a few more minutes, which also showed off a major uh, gameplay design change where Leon might actually be moving while aiming and shooting, which is something that, like, does not happen in Resident Evil games. So, uh, very excited. Well, sorry, in older Resident Evil games. Very excited to, for that. The game will also feature more, quote, modern flourishes. And the Ganado, which are like the zombie bug-infested enemies of 
Resident Evil 4 have been completely redesigned for this update. So always good to see more from Resident Evil 4 Remake. Instantly one of my most anticipated titles upcoming of whenever it decides to come out. I can't remember if we got any kind of date, did we? I think they just said 2023. 2023? Okay. Hey, that's so closer than I thought it was going to be. Ooh. Why am I thinking spring? Why am I thinking like April? 20? Because Maybe that's when the other spring. ones came out. That's when mm. Resident Evil 3 came out. We got some updates to Resident Evil Village and some DLC coming out, starting with The Shadows of Rose, which is a long-awaited story DLC. It's going to follow Ethan Winter's daughter, Rose, who if you played the game, you know all about Rose. Uh, it's going to serve as a sequel to the main campaign. But here's the twist. This one's going to be in third person. Third person perspective. Resident Evil 7 and 8 famously take place in first person, which was a huge departure for the series. But this one will follow third person, and we'll see Rose encountering the consciousness of the Mega Mysket. Yep. Yep. A place where, quote, time and space are warped beyond recognition. The DLC will be released on October 28th, 2022, as part of the Winter's Expansion DLC. And if you're looking to get in the mood, we've got oh. some other things coming with that as well, including full third-person support for the whole campaign, which is awesome to see, uh, as well as Mercenaries, which is a long tradition in Resident Evil games where it's basically like horde mode, ways, horde mode waves of enemies, you're going to be able to play as not only Ethan Winters, but also that sexy Dimitrescu. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to play as Chris Redfield in those hunky giant arms and Carl Heisenberg with his big old wolfy hammer smasher. They Ooh. are all joining mercenaries, and each will play in their own unique way. So that's pretty dope. Those are all coming out again October 28th. And part of the announcement, too, they also said, hey, all the things you loved about the way the Resident Evil Village looked, ray tracing, the 3D audio, the high frame rate, 4K, that's all coming to all the other sexy ones, too. Resident Evil 2 Remake, 3 Remake, 7, all getting free next-gen upgrades for PS5 and Series X and S. Those are out now. So if you want to play those in anticipation for 8 DLC and third-person mode coming out in October, you can probably get through all of them by the time that comes out. Uh, there's uh, another Resident Evil-esque announcement, Resident Evil Reverse, which was the multiplayer game originally set to launch alongside Resident Evil Village, will now launch on October 28th as well. Uh, it's a six-player PvP deathmatch game that puts players in the shoes of characters from across the Resident Evil series. Big ol' snooze on that. Not interested, but whatever. Glad. Yay. They keep trying. Yeah, they do. They do. This, I cannot remember. I know that... Resident Evil 3 Remake included whatever that terrible multiplayer experience was, like, with the purchase price. Mm -hmm. Did they promise this with Village as well? Like, if you buy Village, you'll get this eventually when it comes out, similar to what they did with 3 Remake? Yeah, it was supposed to be either at launch or closer to launch. And they're like, how about a year and a half instead? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. In traditional form, we got some extra announcements from Capcom, including it's... Is this maybe the highest selling capcom franchise monster hunter i feel like with world it's now the highest selling i mean not. i know world is one of the better selling games they've yeah. ever made so maybe yeah monster hunter rise sunbreak Ooh, break the sun explode galaxy flames oh dead is a massive expansion to the switch and pc exclusive monster hunter monster hunter rise and there was a new trailer that revealed more details uh, showed some of the maps and monsters fans can expect and will be released on june 30th 2022 surprise that's in 11 days 
from now. Very soon. If you're listening on Tuesday, it's nine days. Yeah, when I was putting this story together, the whole middle of this little section paragraph was just monster names and locations. And I'm like, I'll cut that out because Chad (laughs) probably doesn't know what that is. Nope. Nope. I played the first hour of Monster Hunter World and I said, I don't know what's going on. And I stopped. Um, and then we have a couple other things that come, came from Capcom. Exoprimal, which is where you play an exoskeleton fighting primal dinosaurs. Um, it's a co-op dinosaur murder action game. has revealed a new gameplay trailer and the promise of a closed network uh, test before its launch in 2023. Trailer gave a tease of the PvPVE game story, gameplay, and some of the dinosaurs players will need to battle against. Not going to lie, this one looked kind of fun. If this is a Game Pass game or if this is free to play, I will play some matches of this game. If they don't have Indominus Rex, I don't want to play it. (laughs) Jurassic World or Bust, baby. It doesn't have it. I send it back. Have you seen the new movie yet, Adam? (laughs) No, not yet. Okay. Okay. Stick to the game. Yeah. Stick to the game. Last one, Capcom has officially announced Dragon's Dogma 2, a sequel to the studio's 2012 action RPG. Pause, Adam. You ever played mm-hmm. Dragon's Dogma? Yes, I have. Is it is it a good is it worth playing? Is it a good game? Some people say that. Uh, <laughs> I played it when it originally came out, and I played uh-huh. it for a good couple hours, and then I just never got to it. And then I bought it, I think sometime last year. My friends like, oh, it's on sale, get it. And I played it for fifteen minutes for internet to Xbox, and they gave me my money back. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm sure it. I think a new one could be interesting. I did like parts of it, like yeah. climbing on the monsters and stuff was cool, but I just never stuck with it. But um, you know, I, people love it. People who love it, love it. I enjoyed the three hours that I played, so I could be into a new one. The game came out 10 years ago, and I remember playing a demo and liking the demo, but I never ended up getting the game. And then I got it free through like Play- PlayStation Plus or something like that, and I've always, I've put it on a few barf poles, but no one's seemed to bite. So uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 could, could rope me in. Hideki Itsuno is the director of the original one and announced the sequel at the end of the 10 years of Dragon's Dogma livestream. Besides learning that the new game is being developed on the RE engine, we received no further information about the game besides a logo on a shirt worn by Itsuno. That RE engine, people are getting a lot of use out of it. They they use the hell out of that. Everything's going to be so wet. (laughs) Wet and gross. Yep, everything looks Uh, wet and delicious in that thing. I don't know about delicious. So we can go over some of these because you just, you know, we went through the news. I think. Yeah. So for me, um, like we talked about, I think last week, getting the, or maybe two weeks of time circle, um, the modern, making a Resident Evil 4 remake, but doing the modern stuff, like him being able to move yeah. and shoot. But then just like also more modern flourishes. Like, yeah. Because that game was cool and back in the, but you know, you talked about you guys played it for Barf. And that game's old and plays old, and that's an old game. Yeah. So I think them showing more modern stuff is a uh, is a big plus because that's actually interesting to play now. I think. I think one of the biggest improvements in that game is actually going to be in audio. Like gameplay wise, yeah, it needs some improvements. But one of the things that really stood out to me in that game is I will enter an area and there's one zombie somewhere on the entire map. You can but, hear it. but you hear it as if it's in your ears because there's no yeah. spatial location in the audio at all. But that's just an even that's not even like there's no spatial audio. There's just no you shouldn't be able to hear something from that far away. Like right, games right. came out in two thousand one where you could not hear somebody on the other side of the map. Once you got like within twenty feet, then all you heard was them. But it was right. like 
there was a distance so you don't hear him but that game was just like nah dog he's a mile away you know he's here yep uh that's cool i think that'll be awesome um and then also all this resident evil 8 dlc i'm not i don't care because i'm not going to play the scary werewolf game but third person mode sounds really cool playing as rose i don't i thought her pieces were everywhere but i guess you can play as her now that'll be interesting um but no, I just think them supporting that game because it was super popular and then having third person mode, I know people are going to be into that. Uh, what about you? How do you care about either one of these or do you care? I, I've never been... So the, the DLC for Resident Evil games has never really roped me in. I think I played through... There was like a Happy Birthday DLC or something like that for Resident Evil 7. Like... Seven like weird like five t- tiny itty bitty DLCs, right? Yeah, and I never, I never really played through any of it because I didn't want to revisit that in tiny chunks. Like I wanted to be scared of shit for a small amount of time, and then that's it. <laughs> I didn't want to come mm-hmm. back and be scared of shit for thirty minutes at a time, um, out of context where I hadn't experienced the rest of the game and I didn't want to play it again. So the DLC, I don't know how. What does intrigue me about this DLC is that it is. It seems like it is like weird and supernatural and fantastical, and like the the quote from it is uh, entering the consciousness of a mega seat in the time and space were warped beyond recognition. Like that, that seems interesting to me. It's not just like mm-hmm. more in the same world and just different puzzles and shit. So I might pick this up. I probably I probably will not play through Village all the way through ever again until it comes in VR and then I'm going to freaking die of a heart attack but yeah the um, multiplayer stuff to me is not interesting at all yeah I was never into the multiplayer like the mercenaries and stuff like that of, of 4 or 5 like no I, it, it's to, uh, there are like unlocks that you can get from it like oh d- kill a certain amount of enemies while this person and you can unlock infinite ammo in the main campaign for this and I was like no nah, that never really interested me because I don't play these games thousands of different run-throughs i remember when it came out holden and brent were playing it like eight nine times they played resident evil village all the way through and doing speed runs and i was like damn dude play the thing once i go at and then i nope i'm done ah, ah, i'm good <laughs> um and let's see what else is near this I don't care about monster hunter um i think all the next gen upgrades for free is really cool because mm-hmm. i'm never mad about free next gen upgrades um and I will be, when Resident Evil 4 Remake comes out, I will be playing through 2 and 3 again to lead up to it. Even though mm-hmm. they're not, like, directly related. And just for fun. Number-wise. And then, I guess you can talk about Exo Primal. You say it sounds interesting. I don't know. Why don't they just do Dino Crisis? What, what is this? What is this Exo Primal stuff? <laughs> yeah, I honestly did not watch the new stuff for it. I just remember the old trailer when they revealed it. And I was just like, yeah, that looks fun. Sure. But it, it looks... I mean, it looks low budget a little bit. It looks kind of dumb, but it looks like it could be fun and a good time with friends when you're just bored and have nothing else to play. But again, it's like if it's got to be a Game Pass or a free to play thing for me. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. Not gonna you don't spend seventy dollars for that video game? No, sir. No, 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 no. Oh man! All right. Yeah, Capcom, cool stuff. They keep Capcom. making money. Do your thing. They do. Yeah, yeah. Keep making money, man. Keep making money. Speaking of making money. Final Fantasy VII is just like they are squeezing every bit of profit and content and as they can out of that world. Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary shows off FF7 Remake Part Two, among other things. This comes from Casey David Murray Taylor. That's a lot of names. Mm-hmm. 
Square Enix has revealed the first trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2, and it's officially called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, oh my God, Adam. We've been mm -hmm. waiting so long for this. Ever since that game came out in the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, we've learned that it is now coming out winter of 2023, and uh, that it is second in a trilogy. So there is a third part coming out after that. They've already started pre-production on the third part as well. Um, oh, which I see that we also have in here already. Nomura confirmed that, yes, quote, some of the development has already begun as of unyet, on the as-yet-unnamed third title in a note following today's live stream. Um, so here's some, here's some deets. We got another trailer. There's more Zack in the trailer. Zack Fair is his name, the guy from Crisis mm. Core which we'll talk about more in a second, which leads us to believe that he is a lot more of the second part. And we have so much narration of voiceover from who we can only assume is maybe Aerith uh, talking about some events that are spoilery from the original game and Zack's involvement in, in the whole series. I was trying to think about how do I tell this to people. Uh, one of, I mean, Matt from Rhode Island is like, cool, who's Zack? And I was like, well, if I tell you anything about him, that might spoil the original game. And then it seems like from this trailer, it's not. It's not going to spoil shit. Because the second game is mm -hmm. like, everything's thrown out the window, which is um, really interesting to me. Um, they also revealed, it as part of this remake, um, or as part of this 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII, they revealed a few other games coming out. We got another look at the Ever Crisis game coming out to mobile, which will kind of take hmm. all of the Final Fantasy properties that have existed. It's going to retell them in a new way on mobile in episodes. We we got Crisis Core, the PSP game that Zack Fair comes from, is getting a remake for Xbox Series X and S, PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC sometime this winter. And it's officially called Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Did you ever play this game on PSP, Adam? No. no. Come on. Let's no. be honest. I okay. don't care about That's Final right. Fantasy. Final I definitely Fantasy don't care boy. about That's a right. PSP Final Fantasy <laughs> game. <laughs> this one was... Uh, so this is a game that originally was on the PSP. It was a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. And it uh, came out in 2008. It is a game that is... Um, it was a, a very different type of game. Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII had a bunch of like weird spinoffs. Like Dirge of Cerberus was a third-person action shooter starring Vincent. Children the of the Advent, right? Well, Advent Children was the movie. Advent Children. Um, so there and so yeah, it was it was a different type of game set in that same type of universe, but it kind of showed the history of Zack, and you see Cloud's Buster Sword, and you learn a little bit more about Cloud's origins from Zack and. Um, but it was, it was like, there was a hub world and you go out on adventures and track down a monster, you kill it and come back and you mm -hmm. upgrade shit. But it was a really good game, honestly. Like it was one of my favorite PSP games that, uh, ever existed. So I'm really excited to see that that's getting a remake. And if, the fact that it is means, uh, lends more to the fact that Zach is going to be a big part of the next two games in the series as well. Uh, the game gained unexpected new relevance when Final Fantasy VII Remake seemed to include a shot-for-shot -shot remake of Crisis Core's ending, but drastically changed its outcome, seemingly setting up prequel protagonist Zack Fair for an appearance in the main games. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of good stuff coming. That's coming this winter. Part mm -hmm. two coming next winter. Lots of good things. What's really interesting to me, part two 
I think they only showed that it was coming. We, we haven't gotten confirmation, I don't think, but it only showed PS5. Mm-hmm. Like coming to PS5, winter 2023, whatever. Which is interesting to me that they would release, like, like their release strategy for this entire universe of games is so weird. Like some of it's only on mobile. Some of it's cross-platform with PC. And uh, then we have like Crisis Core is cross-platform on everything. And then Final Fantasy Part 1 is on PS4 and PS5, but Part 2 is only on PS5 and not on anything. It's like, mm-hmm. do you well, want... Part of this announcement, I didn't put it here, but they also took Final Fantasy Seven Integrate, which I guess is the full version. It's now also on Steam instead of just Epic. Right. Which I didn't put that in here, but that's also an announcement that happened. So yeah, you're right. It's all over the place, what they release where. And oof, it, is, I, it, it is makes weird. me wonder, like Square Enix does have... Just like a, a weird fucking release strategy on on just about everything, but it makes me wonder: Are they doing that because they want people to? They want to have a little bit of something for everybody. Final Fantasy, like, oh, if you have an Xbox, you can play this part. If you're mobile, you can play this part. Or do they want to be like, hey, you played this on Xbox? Now go buy the full series on PlayStation, or go to PC and buy the full thing. Like, are they trying to convert people to a particular mm. platform? I don't feel like Square Square Enix just wants to sell copies. I don't think that they care where you get it because they're just trying true. to make money. I'm to sure be honest, PlayStation gave them money to be exclusives. It's probably like four or five different siloed teams not talking to each other <laughs> with completely different strategies for each game that are unrelated. One guy's to like, one "I'm another. making a GameCube game. What are you guys doing?" <laughs> Uh, there's some interesting things though that I have in my mind, and this is all conspiracy because again, I know I don't really care about Final Fantasy. I have Seven Remake installed, so I'll eventually play that one day. But I like how Part Two is called Rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go go with me on this walk. So we have Remake, which no spoilers, but Final Fantasy Seven Remake is going to be very different from the original, from everything that I understand. Yep, the Rebirth continues that weirdness of it being a a remake of an old game, but completely different. Um, but also this Crisis Core called Reunion. Another R. Ours. I bet part three will be called Revengeance or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure something out. But I could see, because again, it's still weird that Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 was supposed to be, it said console launch exclusive, and it's still only on PlayStation. So my guess is, this one is a wild one, so everyone come back to this podcast fucking seven years from now when it happens, <laughs> is that... We're going to get Rebirth. We're going to get Part 3. It'll have an R in the title, of course. And then they'll re-release all of three together as one big package, one big game. It'll be Final Fantasy 17. And it'll have an <laughs> R in front of it. And then they'll be like also coming to whatever other consoles. Final Fantasy 17 repackaged. <laughs> repackaged, absolutely. Um, and I just think that they're naming and their, their release. I'm with you. It's kind of weird. But people are very excited. People were hyped for that first one. Them continuing it down this weird alternate reboot path is cool, and uh, yeah, Crisis Core people can play that this this winter. Yep, I've been itching on my iPad. I've I've all, so I bought and downloaded the original Final Fantasy game, the Pixel Remaster, on my iPad Mini, mm-hmm. but I haven't one? started it yet. Number one, yeah, because okay. I've never played that game, and so part of me. Wait a minute, why didn't you just buy? paradise and kill chaos because that's just one right (laughs) because i didn't enjoy the demo that i played i hated that demo a lot it's a very bad game that people think it's very funny yeah yep um so i part of me is like do i start that or do i play through all the final fantasy 7 remastered or final fantasy 7 the original game remastered on ps4 get some trophies Mm -hmm. along the way 
in order to prep for Crisis Core, and then I just keep putting off that Pixel remaster. But you know this Crisis Core is not going to be the same Crisis Core from PSP. They're definitely going to be like, it's the same until it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of want to... I also have my PSP Go with Crisis Core on it. So maybe, mm, so maybe I, go play that too. Maybe I, I just kind of want to like... Before we get to all the new shit that's going to dramatically change, I just want to know, like, refresh myself on the old stuff. Because I haven't played it since I was, I don't know, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, like, re- refresh myself on what that whole thing is so I know just how different the new stuff is and where everything changes. It. So maybe I will I'll play say, that soon. I, yeah, you should just you just play all the old ones just to have fun because it won't matter. I do want to give Square Enix, as much as I don't really care about fantasy, Final Fantasy, the unmitigated gall... For them to make this game, you know, like with the Final Fantasy VII name, know what that means to people, doing something different. And then again, I have no spoilers for the game because I'm like, I don't care. I'll listen to a spoiler cast. How they do it and change stuff up. I'll just say Ghost. I love that. I love that whole thing. You've played Final You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. What? what? Meta Ghost, huh? That's what we do. <laughs> Insane. I kind of give them props. I kind of like it. I think it's fucking crazy. But anyways, I don't want to spoil anything for people who yeah. haven't played it yet. God, that whole last hour and a half, two hours of that game is just fucking amazing. I can't wait for you to experience it. It's so cool. Even if you yeah. hate Final Fantasy, it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't hate Final Fantasy. I just don't, you know. Yeah. Talky-talky Japanese people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for the announcements. We had the Final Fantasy VII. We had the Capcom kind of wrapping up that Summer Games Fest block. The Naughty 3. Wow, like a nice cat. Um, that's gonna bring us now to playtime, where we talk about what we played this week. We've got some some things in common, Adam. Tell me what I you know. played. Looks like a lot of it's in common. So, uh, so first off, I played more Elden Ring. Uh, I recorded a podcast earlier today with my friend. Uh, it'll be Zang. This is the name of the podcast. So it'll come out, I think, Thursday. Um, Zang Z A N G. Z E N G. Z E N. Got it. Okay. Zang or Zing. No, Zing. Again, it's Zang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're talking about that. He wanted me, he wanted someone on who played it. I was like, well, I've played like 70, I think I'm at like 73 hours at this point. Um, so I played more of that to get ready for him. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm on my new game plus three and I have 180 hours. I'm like, <laughs> thanks for having me on. I didn't realize he was that into it because I'm the, I had to convince him to buy the game. Oh, really? He's like, who's played it? Because he didn't buy it for like a month after. And he's like, who played it? Can you give me a recommendation? I'm like, you know, dude, try it. I think you'll like this one. And now, like I said, he's beaten the game three times and he's 180 hours in. I'm like, I don't know how you've played that game this much. Uh, so, yeah, more Elden Ring. That was fun. Uh, and the, But we'll go to the new stuff, which is exciting. TMNT. That's the Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rever- Shredder's Revenge. Uh, that Shredder's Revenge. Ass. This game beats so much ass in all the ways, right? It is that be- that opening just being like, yo, here's the cartoon yep. um, opening, which basically is really cool. God, it's so good. So again, I play beat-em-ups. They're fine. They're whatever. This this game is like if you had nostalgia for something, but it's modern and your brain has convinced you that this is what your nostalgia is, that's what this game does. Because yeah. you actually go back and play those games, you're like, oh, no, this is an old game. This game <laughs> makes you think you're playing an old game, but it's actually new and modern. And it's really fucking cool, and it's really fun. And I am loving this game. Uh, I'm playing the story mode right now, playing as Donatello, of course. Which I lo- Remember how I said this a week or two ago when we were talking about this game? 
And I was like, well, Donnie's my favorite because he has reach. And he mm -hmm. literally has the longest reach in the video game. Yes, he does. Like, yes, he does. He has three stars next to his range. I'm like, yeah, you know what's up. So I've been having an awesome time. Just beat up Bebop and Rocksteady, then beat him up in a truck. Uh, nice, so, nice. Have a good time with that. You played it too, so I guess you might as well talk about it now, right? Yeah, I played. I'm playing a Splinter though because he's got mm -hmm. two stars in reach, but three in power. Real strong, yeah. Dude's a real strong rat, and I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still not good at these games. That was part of my hesitation about this. Was like, oh, thank God it's on Game Pass because I'm not going to pay money for a game that I'm absolutely terrible at. Just suck at beat 'em ups. I don't know how to manage like who's on my plane. Uh, the the beginning of the game is like cool you're about to get started here's all the moves all 21 of them you're not going to get to practice them yourselves you're just going to watch yeah. us do 21 moves in a row hope you remember um but i started playing it i put it on chill mode like as easy as it gets and i'm still like barely making it through these things you're having that much I'm trouble i'm so huh? bad at this game. I, I literally have no idea how i'm this bad at beat-em-ups but i am <laughs> same thing with scott pilgrim but i'm not like super good at it but i'm not having that much i like lose <laughs> a life on the boss at the very end maybe if you if you die do you come back i have not died you yet. have three lives you, okay. if you play by yourself okay. you have three lives i don't know if i have not died yet player, but, but yeah, yeah. i um but i've like gotten down to a sliver of health almost every yeah. single round before I die, before I beat the boss. Having a fun time, though. Having a, it's, mm. I wanted to play it just to see what it was like, and I found myself saying, I can play one more level. And I beat mm. that Yeah, I can play one more level. And now I'm on level seven. So, yeah, I beat Bebop, Rocksteady, uh, the fucking beef, beefy guy. <laughs> and beefy the guy, huh? Yeah, he's, he's like a, he's like a, what is it? Ground Chuck, I think, is one of them. Ground Chuck and please Beef Steak or something. Yeah, please explain. I, I just want a, a series of Chad trying to explain TMNT villains to everybody. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I have not watched TMNT in a very long time, and I don't remember a lot of it. I know there's Bebop and Rocksteady. I know there's a guy who's like a little fly. I know there's mm -hmm. Krang. Mm -hmm. But I fought. I fought. There's there's this guy who's like a he's a he's a horse or not? Sorry, yeah. he's a cow. He's a cow. He's like a Terminator cow. Like half of his face is like a, the Terminator. And his mm -hmm. name is like Beefcake or something like that. Or Beefcake. I hope steak, so. Steak cake. <laughs> 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 and then there's then there's another there's another guy that's a team up battle. And Beefcake and and another you said guy. Ground like Chuck, I believe. Ground, ground Chuck, yes. That's that is actually this guy's name though. Is it actually? It okay. is. Yeah, he goes under the ground and stuff like that. Beat them. Uh, yeah, beat Bebop and Rocksteady's truck. Mm -hmm. um, and then there I wonder was a, if Rat King is in the game. I'm yes, sure I beat he Rat is. King, and I got an achievement for beating him as Splinter. Oh, very cool, very yep, cool. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so I beat Rat King, and there was one... Oh, some some wizardy lady that like summons a guy who burps clouds. And then there's another turtle that goes and spins around and goes, ah! Um, I wonder if... Uh, is it Razor? There's the bad guys from the second live-action movie who are knockoff Bebop and Rocksteady. I didn't see the second live-action movie. I'm sorry. You have seen Secret of the Ooze? Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Michael Ice? Bay. Sorry. Yes, no, I no, have no. seen Secret of the Ooze. It's been like 20 years, but I've seen Secret yeah. of the Ooze. Yeah. Um, I think I think I want to say Toka and Razor, but I might be completely. I might be wrong. They're knockoff Bebop and Rocksteady. I wonder if they're in the game. I hope so. This game has everything. That if they ever made a toy out of it, it's probably in the game. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's got everything. I 
I'm collecting. There are like little. You bust open a trash can and there's a frog waiting in it for you. Mm-hmm. I'm picking yeah. up stinky bugs, <laughs> newspapers, all the good stuff. Newspapers, little girls' diaries, finding them all over the mm-hmm. place, having a good time with it. And it's it's 16 episodes. Each episode's like five minutes long. I'm on number seven already, and I've played for maybe 45 minutes. So it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Um. And then we both played Life is Strange True Colors, which is our barf game for the month. So we will be talking about that at the end of the month, which is, end of the month is next week, bruh. Pretty soon, Woo. yep. So we'll be talking about that for barf backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends because y'all told us to. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick on that, because mm-hmm. we already talked about it on barf. I am, again, I don't know, because this isn't really set up like the other ones, because I think it all just, it's one game instead of like, oh, you played... Part one, now go to part, I might be wrong, I don't know. It seems like it's one continuous game compared to episodic. Uh, yeah. But let me tell you, ray tracing, ray tracing in frame rate, frame rate mode, game looks great, uh, runs super smooth, and there's literally like every, she has reflections in her glasses, dude. Every time she looks at a light, you see a little reflection. I'm like, yeah, ray tracing, I have not fun. even played around with the display preferences. I just assumed that it was an indie game, so it didn't have those kind of options. But They have ray tracing, and then they have resolution, and they have uh, frame rate mode. I will check but that yeah. out because I don't think I'm playing on. I don't think I'm playing on frame rate mode I, right now. I can. I it can it, tell, it but... defaults to resolution mode. I would say okay. switch to frame rate immediately. Well, you're probably done with it, but you know. Uh, no, I just I just beat episode two of five or chapter two of five today. Okay. So, still right, working, cool. making my way down. Pay attention though; they have ray tracing in the game. It's just in glass, like reflections and stuff. But yeah. if you look, it's like, oh, that's the ceiling light. It's like only when I turn this angle, I can see it. That's pretty cool. Dope, dope, dope. I'll check that out. Shout out to DF and Smitty in the chat who says, Red Panda. If you're playing the meta game, go to Twitter. See our little tweet that says, tell us your favorite animal. And then I said, tell us it's Red Panda. So thanks, Dallas. Uh, Last thing I played this week was Destiny 2. I know, not nothing new. But wait, I did play something new, a new part of it that I've never played before. Well, I played like once or twice. Trials of Osiris, Adam, is Mm. the worst part of the game. Yeah, Absolutely. no one plays it, right? It is the 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 highest of highest competitive PvP part of the game. And everyone always goes in with a full squad of people, and they're all playing the meta, and it's it's a miserable time. <laughs> but there, uh, like, last year sometime, there was... They, it, it has cool exclusive gear, so you can get a, a really cool set of armor, mm. and they have brand new ones that they just launched this season. So, like, if you're a hunter, you get one that makes you look like a baboon. If you're a... Uh, Warlock, you get one that makes you look like some giant feathered fucking eagle bird thing. Dinosaur? No, no, dinosaurs were last year's Halloween costumes. So I have Triceratops. Mm. But there are feathered dinosaurs, is all I'm There saying. are feathered dinosaurs. Jurassic World, hashtag. It came after real. Chris Pratt in the water. I saw it. <laughs> um, so last year, there was like a weekend or two where there was a way that you could get pieces or certain guns from it or or pieces of armor if you basically just went in with a squad of people and jumped off the cliff and died and you just basically got a participation trophy which was the week's gun but it took like 20 minutes of just literally going in and jumping off a cliff and dying and so we did that as well people shoot you at that point (laughs) well it was a lot faster to jump off a cliff okay um so we did that and got like a gun or two but now they changed the way that progression works in Destiny 2 for a lot of the different things. So for this one, it's more like the more you play, the more points you accrue, and then points unlock at different levels to give you gear and stuff like that. So now I have 
the entire set of armor. I have almost every single trial's gun um, because I've just been working my way up that thing. And and it's it's like you get points based on the number of wins that you have each weekend, which mm. does not come very quickly. Yeah. Um. So for for the first like half hour of me playing, I was getting zero progress every single one until I finally won a match, and then I was getting like five points of progress. Now I'm getting like two hundred and sixty per round. Yeah, Ooh. I'm a, I'm a big deal. Okay. But I got everything I needed. Uh, I have everything from it except for like one gun, and I don't even want that gun. So I'm fucking done with Trials of Osiris for the rest of time until they reveal new armor because I fucking hate that mode a lot. Lots of losing, not fun. I just love how they put gear and cosmetics behind ranked multiplayer, where the most sweaty people of all time live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is insane. But yeah, you got your stuff, so that's all that matters. Yep. That's it for playtime. We are moving on to our quest log, talking about some things that showed up this week. Starting with some Blizzard announcements around Overwatch 2, coming from Joe Screbbles. Mm -hmm. Last week we got news saying... That Overwatch 2 is coming October 2nd, early access, gonna be free to play, but we have some new details. They revealed a content roadmap um, that says they are going to do seasons, surprise, every nine weeks, and big surprise, there's gonna be a battle pass involved. Uh, just like basically every other multiplayer game, you are now going to rank up a battle pass that has 100 levels on it that includes all sorts of XP boosts and cosmetics. Um, and that will change out every nine weeks. Season one of the game is going to begin on the launch date, October 4th. Excuse me. It's going to include three new heroes. That's Sojourn, Junker Queen, and the unannounced support hero. Um, there will be six new maps, more than 30 new skins, and then a new game mode, which is the previously announced push. And then finally, a new mythic skin, which is the new most rare cosmetic type. Um, 2023 will also include the rollout of the game's long-awaited PvE content, which I think most, like, if there was any demand for Overwatch stuff, it was always PvE content. And that is mm. coming next year. It's not coming with the launch of, of Overwatch 2. It's coming next year, and uh, it's going to advance the story of the game. The roadmap also sees Blizzard promise cross-progression across platforms, which is really cool to see. So despite it maybe being a Microsoft game in the very near future... It will still, you can still play it for free anywhere, and all of your stuff carries over. If you buy something on a PlayStation platform, you can play it for free on, on Xbox, which is dope. Along, and this is a good, good. Well, it is a change in in ways that they make money. Uh, Jeff Goodman says, along with the free-to-play change, we are doing away with loot boxes entirely. We have a new Battle Pass model coming in, and we have a store as well, so players have a lot more control over how they interact with the game and acquire new content. I personally, I'm, I'm in favor of that. I think in general over the last few years, ever since like the lawsuits and the transparency laws that have been made, like you have to disclose your chances of getting something in this loot box. We've seen loot boxes disappear quite a bit in favor of the the battle pass that Fortnite started basically and and so many other things have adopted now so what i love about it is just the straight up transparency like you need to work this hard in order to get this one thing that you want or buy it for money in the store so fully in support of that um adam i don't know your overwatch history does any of this like get you super jazzed are you an are you an overwatch dude Let's see. Uh, no, I'm not Overwatch, dude. Okay. But 
free to play makes me be like, I don't know, maybe I could do it this time. If I have a crew and I can't complain because it's free to play, yeah, I actually might jump into it on October 4th. We'll see if I got people who want to play with me because everything they're saying is great. <clears throat> Every nine weeks, good. I like those shorter, like long enough to level it out, but not too long. I think like a nine weeks is, is a great time for uh, a season. Um, I love the battle pass and just buy it shit if you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not into Overwatch skins because I don't play it, but maybe I am. But I just like the opportunity to like, oh, just buy the one that you think is cool because I don't right. want to do the other stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really mind loot boxes depending on the game, but in a game that's just cosmetics, it doesn't really feel super good. Um, and yeah, I just like that. Yeah, we're gonna keep supporting stuff, new characters, new skins, new maps. You know, PVE. I'll definitely check out the PVE if that's free as well. No reason not to play a you know like a single player shooter. Um, so I'm all about it. I'm, I'm thinking about it. If there's nothing going on early October, I'm probably going to jump in. They've done enough to convince me like this is a thing that I'm willing to play. I'll give it yeah. a chance. I will. I will tell you. No matter how much they convince you, do not play with your PC friends while you're playing on console. Not a fun no, time. That's, what, not a fun no, time. You never do that. <laughs> Funny story about that, right? We were playing. Back in the a couple of months ago, we uh, got into uh, Rogue Company for like a month, right? Which is like a free-to-play, choose your heroes, shooter kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Um, so we were doing it. We were playing. We were all on console. Uh, but one of our friends was on PC and it wasn't telling us because he just didn't want to switch to his console. He's like, I'll just play my PC. And he that because of that, we matched up with nothing but PC players. Gross. We were like... We were good. We were good at the game on console. And we were like, why are we literally getting dicked down constantly? Like, we couldn't get a kill. Like, we would just die immediately. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this so hard today? And then, you know, three matches in, he's like, by the way, guys, sorry, I'm on PC. It's like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You got us killed. Like, we can't. I love that the crossplay is a thing. I do not want to crossplay with PC people because they're too good. Yep. No, thank you. I, I have also to, hate if I the way that Overwatch PC, does it. Yeah. If I sit down on PC, it's fine. If I yeah. also have the ability to move and click, I'm better. But... If I don't know, and I'm like, why am I getting headshot by everybody? It's like, oh, because yeah. they're on PC. I just does Overwatch, Overwatch not tell you? Overwatch in particular, if you crossplay with PC people, it turns off any aim assist on the controller. Yeah, because you're yeah, okay, yeah. which is terrible. Yeah, rough. Speaking of Xbox stuff, Todd Howard tells all about Starfield and more. Says Joe Scrabbles. So Todd Howard has confirmed to IGN that Fallout Five. What? Will be Bethesda Game Studios' next game after The Elder Scrolls VI, which itself will follow on from 2023's Starfield. And in fact, he says, quote, Yes, Elder Scrolls VI is in pre-production, he said. And you know, we're going to be doing Fallout 5 after that, so our slate's pretty full going forward for a while. We have some other projects that we look at from time to time as well. So Elder, So Starfield's coming out next year. Elder mm-hmm. Scrolls Six is in pre-production right now. And so after another that seven comes years out, after that, exactly. And then after that, Fallout Five. So we are going to be stuck with Fallout Seventy Six and Fallout Seventy Six updates for a long time, everyone. Now here's the thing. Remember, I brought up my my most popular tweet of all time, and it was a story that Obsidian was like, "Hey, we could probably do a New Vegas too now." So maybe we'll get a New Vegas in the meantime while they're taking you know fifteen years to make uh, Fallout Five. You know what I did see? I did see, I don't know if, I assume this is on Game Pass, but I did see that the new PlayStation game library, if you're on like the extra tier mm-hmm. for PS3 games, includes New Vegas, which I've never played before. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, okay, okay. 
Maybe I'll maybe I'll jump into that and see if I like that better than anything else. Yeah, probably not. Speaking it was of great at the time, but it it's an old game. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Starfield in particular, Starfield includes more handcrafted content than any Bethesda game alongside its procedural galaxy. Uh, Todd Howard told us more about the game's approach to procedural generation, what it offers, and assures that players can ignore them in favor of a huge amount of fully handcrafted content if they want to. Of that content, Starfield will have four major cities for players to explore, including New Atlantis, which is the biggest that the developer Bethesda has ever made. Howard said that New Atlantis, capital, uh, that New Atlantis which is the capital city of the United Colonies, is not just the biggest in this game, but bigger than anything in Skyrim, Fallout 4, or any of the developers' previous games. So lots of handcrafted content to explore. It's not just going to be a thousand boring-ass planets. Uh, Todd Howard also said Starfield features a unique take on space combat, and that it was partly inspired by FTL and MechWarrior. And yes, when you board a ship, you can steal that ship. So uh, that gives... 0.005% more intrigue into this game for me, knowing that there is some good handcrafted content and it's not just procedurally generated plants that you're going to explore on a thousand different planets. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm happy for people that they're going to experience fun, fun stuff. But Adam, I know that you're a fan of almost all of the properties that have been named here. How does this mm -hmm. strike you? Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I knew it wouldn't do anything for you, but I thought that was cool because, again, a thousand planets, they were like, I like how he explained it. It's like, yes, we hit, there is a lot of handcrafted stuff. The other stuff, like No Man's Sky, was procedurally generated. So I like that they're like, you can go explore and do this, you know, have fun exploring the universe if you want to. But if you just want to stick to, like, what was created and handcrafted by us, there's more of that than ever before. Which I'm like, that's, I think it's best of both worlds. So people yeah. who want to just explore random stuff can do that. But also, if you're like, I just want to stick to the golden path and whatever the stuff you made, it's also more than you've ever had before. So I think that's a good balance compared to just them saying at the end of the presentation there's a thousand planets and then not saying anything else people were like well what does that mean so now we know what it means it's like there's a lot of good stuff and then there's stuff procedural do whatever you want with that um so for me again i was already excited about it but hearing more about what the game actually is and what's actually created for it is cool and then they said the word ftl and i said oh yeah buddy because that game is fantastic everyone should play it um and being able to steal ships is cool so yeah everything was cool for me and then you will not see fallout 5 until what year is it probably 2035 yeah yeah maybe we <laughs> might be, be a in while. a fallout from a nuclear war in russia by the time you see <laughs> fallout 5. it might be i did include this as a story all this information came from um like xbox had the uh like the developer show it was like much longer and they sat down with people or right. whatever Actually, I think this was an interview with IGN specifically, but there was another thing like that. And they ended that. So Stalker 2, which is a game uh, was supposed to come out last year. It got pushed and they were like, oh, here's why I got pushed because the developers are in Ukraine. And that show literally ended with like, hey, I'm the community manager of Stalker 2. We're excited to try to get the game to you by early 2023. And he's in the field with a vest and a gun. And it's like, oh, shit. Like these dudes are literally in the middle Damn. of war. They're like, we're still going to do our thing, guys. It's like good on them. You know, hope those guys are safe, but it's wild to be like, this is why the game's delayed, because I literally have to fight a war right now. Yeah. So, just thought that was crazy. Thought that was a crazy thing. Yeah. We've got two games that you might or might not be excited for. I'm personally excited for both. That yeah. almost didn't exist. Fun story here from George Yang. Oh! Our boy George Yang! Remember his I name. I saw his picture today. 
You did. I saw his picture. Yeah. Are you sure it was the right one and not the one running for public office in California? I think they're the same person. I'm telling you, the same person. (laughs) No, I saw his picture next to his byline. There's my boy George right here. I love this guy. Well, George Yang tells us that before Google scaled back its first-party development for Stadia, uh, which was its video game streaming platform, two games were reportedly in the works for the platform. One of them was Supermassive's The Quarry, which just came out to a lot of really great reviews, lots of social media buzz around it. And Squanch Games High on Life, which is the new game that was revealed last week from the oh, creators geez, of Rick, Rick and Morty, and where all the guns talk to you, and it's going to be fucking hysterical, and I can't wait. Yes. According to Axios, both games were in development at the tech giant before Google closed its internal development studios. And The, cl- the Quarry from Supermassive was actually picked up by 2K when that happened. So when his parent company, Take-Two Interactive, uh, was asked by Axios about Google, the rep simply stated that the publisher was happy with his decision and that the studio, quote, was looking for a publishing partner as the project came to completion. That Back in 2020, they actually announced a partnership together, Google and Supermassive, but they didn't reveal any other details. Now it looks like the project they were working on together was The Quarry, High on Life was actually only recently revealed, and it was never really associated for, for at least publicly, with Stadia in the first place. And a rep from Squanch Games didn't comment on whether it was originally in development over at Google, and just repeated to Axios that it was come that it was coming to the aforementioned platforms. This is great to see that despite Google canceling first-party stuff, like those games are not just gone forever. Like, that's something that, like, from Amazon that I assume all these things that they're canceling left and right that we will never see the light of day. But it's good mm, that, like, Google just, like, released these things. Like, hey, you can you can take the property from us. Or we partnered with someone else, and they own the IP, and we were just going to publish it. But now it's just, like, take it wherever you want. So that's good to see that these things are happening. But it also made me think that I don't think I saw the Stadia logo once over the last two weeks of any announcements. Probably not. Don't think so. Damn. Uh, I do think that how insane that this was that we almost didn't get the fact, you know, again, Google's like, we're going to do this big initiative. We're doing Stadia. We're, like you said, they hired people and they had a, they were working with studios and stuff. Uh, and again, this is just, you know, a report, but it's pretty scary to think that those two games could have just never ex- either. Both of these scare the shit out of me that they would have never existed because the, you know, Stadia stopping being a thing, just like stop the development. Those games just cease to exist or they released exclusively for Stadia, which is also just as scary. Um, And again, both these games are really cool. Just the quarry, like you said, everyone likes the quarry. We're both excited for High on Life. And there's a world where either neither one of these existed or we had to have Google to play them. So as much as I'm interested in the streaming in the technology and pushing that forward, I'm glad that Google gave up like we knew they would. Um, And then we get to play these games other ways because... Both of those person, both of those things happening scares me. It getting canceled or having to play it on Stadia, I wouldn't have enjoyed yeah. doing those. It makes me really curious, like seeing seeing Stadia completely drown. Makes me really curious. Microsoft's obviously got the money. Well, Google had the money, but Microsoft's you know streaming thing, and they announced a couple weeks ago the partnership with Samsung, where like Game Pass will be built into Samsung TVs as part of an app, and that kind of like. It's essentially the same type of thing. You're streaming games with a controller. Like I'm curious how Microsoft is going to make it work where Google couldn't. I mean, we can 
so even between Microsoft and even Sony with PS Now, I know PS Now is a little different now that they rolled it all in. Yeah. But those are two companies who were like, even with PlayStation with PSVR, they're like, oh, we're willing to do a thing for longer than a year to see if, it, like, we want it to work, so we're going to put the time into it. Mm. Google's a company where, like, we're going to make money. Did it not work quick enough? Get rid of it. I mean, that's just how that company has always operated. So I have more, you know, faith in, you know, those Sony and Microsoft to continue it. Uh, yeah, we the minute that Google announced it, I'm like, that'll be gone in a year. Because that's what Google does. If it doesn't make a billion dollars immediately, like, get rid of it. Um, so I think that that technology will continue and will keep being a thing, especially because they're like, yeah, the fact that they're still doing things, like putting it on Samsung, TV, like, that's new. That just happened last week. So I have more faith, faith in that than Google, who just... Like, if I didn't bring Google $10, they would have me killed because I didn't make them enough money in a week. Like, that's <laughs> just the company that that is. So, uh, you know... Um, our last two stories. First one being, hey, all you Kojima nerds, you can calm down. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale. No relation to Ashley Tisdale. Kojima Productions has made clear it still has a good relationship with PlayStation, despite announcing an Xbox-exclusive game. Hideo Kojima revealed his studio would be making, quote, a completely new game that no one has ever experienced or seen before. <laughs> okay, so we know it's not a remaster. At the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase on June 12th, causing some to question the studio's ties to PlayStation. Quote, after the announcement of our partnership with Microsoft using cloud technology, many people have asked us about our collaboration with Sony, the Kojima Productions Twitter page posted. Please be rest assured that we continue to have a very good partnership with PlayStation as well. The Xbox announcement led to an outcry among some fans of Kojima who felt the legendary developer shouldn't move away from his ties to PlayStation. Some have even set up petitions to ask for Kojima Productions not to work on an Xbox game. But Kojima Productions is an independent studio, and as it said in another tweet, quote, will explore various possibilities with games, movies, and music through platforms that evolve with time and technology. So y'all can calm down. He's still going to work on Sony shit. We know from Norman Reedus that he's working on Norman Reedus the sequel, so I'm sure that's gonna come to PlayStation as well. I just love this it. Is... His, his, his sentence about like <laughs> we're making a completely new game that no one's experienced or seen. You've before. never seen it. We've never, never shown you the game, and we've never released it. Therefore, that <laughs> <laughs> I do think there's two interesting things about this story. First of all, that is a hilarious quote. I uh, love that, but. I remember when we were talking about it last week, you're like, is Kojima working with Xbox or is it? No, it's actually Kojima Productions is working. Yeah. They, uh, which makes sense because that's his studio. Um, again, fanboy stuff can be fun at times, but the, the fact that people were literally like upset, like, please don't ever do that. You have to only work with the box that I own and have a petition. It's like, bro, like, please calm down. Oh my yeah. God. R relax. It's not that. It's literally a dude like, oh, can I have a contract to make a video game? Thank you very much. That's it. It's, he doesn't play favorites. He's trying to make money and make make cool products. Yep. I just think that that's hilarious. They're like relaxed nerds. It, it, you know, he makes video games. Calm down. I just thought that that particular quote is hilarious. That people are like, oh my God, please don't make an Xbox game because Sony will disown you. Sony won't give a shit. <laughs> like, hey, Kojima, you're cool. Make another game for us after you finish that one. I just thought that was funny. Yep. This whole, all these quotes are very funny to me. Yep. Last one, Valheim coming to console, says Joe Scrabbles. This was uh, uh, announced during the Xbox Showcase Extended, which was like the several days later, show you some more behind-the-scenes things with developers. Uh, announced during that, Valheim will arrive on PC Game Pass this fall. 
and will finally head to consoles via Xbox One and Series X and S in spring of 2023. The Steam version, the Microsoft Store, and the Xbox versions of Valheim, Valheim will all come with full crossplay. Valheim launched into early access last year and it immediately became a huge surprise hit. The unyielding survival game set in a Viking afterlife world recently passed 10 million sales. This is a game that like people immediately latched onto during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. They're like, this game, that's all I heard about for weeks was Valheim. This is kind of like a resource crafting survival, build your shit, but also fight type game, right? Yeah. Was, it's yeah. Yeah, survival craft stuff, but you're in, you know, fucking doing, again, Viking and Norse mythology worlds and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's coming to console for the first time next year. Super dope. Yep. And assuming this... it's coming to PC Game Pass, so I assume it's also going to be coming to console Game Pass. I don't mm -hmm. know if that was, like, explicitly stated, but it's implied there. You would assume so. I think it's cool. Again, people were very into it. I was always wanted to play it. I just never got around to it because I needed friends. But, again, popular games coming in a... Of course, it was an Xbox showcase. They only talked about Xbox. I'm sure it's also going to come to PlayStation because Valheim, yeah. the company, doesn't have any loyalties, I think. So I just think it's cool that a very popular survival game gets to come everywhere. And Chad needs to start playing survival games to stop being such a, you know, a <laughs> hater. No big deal. Well, maybe if they made a more interesting... I don't know. I'm, I am into Viking shit, so maybe this one will, there you maybe go. This will hook me. Mm hmm that's it for a quest log, but we've got two segments left, including one from Adam. A segment from Adam. Ooh. Can you do the song that you guys sung during Town? I will pee on you, little girl. I will pee on you, little girl. <laughs> segment <laughs> from Adam, brought to you by R. Kelly. <laughs> Oh, God, what a crazy story. You guys need to be here before the podcast goes live. So, um, <laughs> yeah, be in our homes. Hack my hack my HomeKit cameras and view my live stream. And see what we talked about five minutes before. Uh, so, I've got a thing. Today is Father's Day and Juneteenth, which is a new American national holiday, which is June 19th, um, 19, or 18, excuse me, 65, was, so, Emancipation Proclamation was 1863, which freed all black people from being slaves. 18, June 19th, 1865 is when that news reached Texas. So that is the day that the last black person was no longer a slave in the United States. It's crazy that it took two years, but I guess there weren't phones and shit. So I'm, whatever. Sh I'm sure people told Texas and they were like, yeah, I'll like, wait till yeah, I see sure. it in writing. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know about that. So that's why Juneteenth is a holiday. That's what it's about. The last, you know, that's when black people were officially completely free everywhere in the United States. So... Going with that, have your little history lesson. Chad, you're going to have a good time with this one. I made a list of the best black characters in video games, and we're going to make a bracket, and all we're right, going to have a right. winner. But the real winner is everybody, because black people are cool. <laughs> so there's technically not one black person better than another black person. That's all I'm going to say there right now. But we're going to have fun with this. So I got a question for you. Okay. I don't know how we're doing on time overall. Do you want to have an eight-person bracket or a 16-person bracket? Again, doesn't... It just adds a couple minutes if we, we need a couple extra minutes. Let's do 16. This is, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. This is not a knock on black people. This is a knock on the video game industry. When you said the coolest black video game characters, I was like, I can't think of that many black video game characters. Like that's a commentary on the video game industry. So like mm -hmm. 16, yeah, please tell me who 16 black video game characters are. I would love to hear as many as I can. 
Now, what's going to be funny is some of these are jokes, but they're very good jokes. Okay. So we'll do 16. So I have a I have a list of 27 is what I made personally. Okay. Um, and we're going to do RNG and we're going to do 16 of them. So let me click my RNG generator. Uh, number two. So we're going to have Lee Everett from The Walking Dead. Okay. Yep. Okay. Against. Do, 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 do. Uh, Lee Everett from The Walking Dead against Mace Windu. Because there have been many Star Wars games and Mace Windu is in those. So between Lee Everett from The Walking Dead and Mace Windu, who do you think is a more interesting uh, character in the video game? Okay, so that's the that's the idea is interesting. Like, best, inter best black characters. That's what I wrote. Okay, best black character. Okay, okay. 100% Lee Everett is more developed in his pinky finger than Mace Windu is. Mace Windu <laughs> is just Samuel L. Jackson holding a lightsaber. That's all it is. So He is holding a purple lightsaber, though. He I is, will remind he is. you. Uh, so, yeah, we're definitely going to go Lee Everett there. Plus, Samuel L. Jackson has so many other things that he's making a ton of money for and from him being in. Like, Lee's, spoilers, Lee's dead. He needs a win. Yeah. He needs a win. I get that. Okay. All right. That's good. Uh, let me more generators. So next we have Blade, just okay. the man Blade who kills a vampire killer, half vampire man. Okay. Against, um, <laughs> Bo Jackson, the famous uh, sports player, football player slash baseball player. Bo knows everyone knows him. Very famous player. He was a cheat code in a video game. Literally, if you had Bo Jackson, you cannot be beaten in the sports video game as a kid. So do you okay. think Blade or Bo Jackson is the best <laughs> Okay, so technically, Blade... Well, my argument was going to be that like Blade is, is immortal. But, I mean, if Bo Jackson can't be beat, he kind of is immortal, too. Mm -hmm. um, we gotta, we got to stick with the super... So far, we've got a zombie in here with mm -hmm. Lee Everett, and now we need a vampire, so we're going to go with Blade. Blade, all right. Yep. Sorry, Bo Jackson, you are gone from history. You do no longer exist. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have uh, Clementine, also from The Walking Dead. Okay. Versus uh, Lola from After Party. So you ever played After Party, which was the people who made, uh, oh, God, what was the game they made where the kids would talk on the radio with the ghost? I have not played After Party, but I'm looking at pictures What's, of her right now. Yeah. What's the other game that they made? That company. I can't think of it. Oh, After Party's the game where you're like down in hell, you're like in hell Satan's Bar like, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 I know that game. Uh, yeah. What else did they make? Did they? They're making a two of that very, they have a very popular game and I cannot think of it. <sighs> where you talk to radio on the ghost, ghost radio. After party game dev. If as soon as I see the name of the developer, I will know exactly. It's like night night school, night school. Oxen free, oxen free, oxen free. That's what I'm thinking. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry. Who are we playing? Lola or Clementine. Lola or Clementine. Okay, okay. New is always better. That's mm -hmm. what Neil Patrick Harris taught me in How I Met Your Mother. Okay. So, I've played a bunch of Clementine's story. I have not played any of After Party, so we're going to go with Lola. Okay. I believe that she's voiced by J uh, Janina Vonkar or whatever. Ooh. I Dallas in the chat, true. DF and Smitty says, Bo, no, this is bullshit, Chad. <laughs> Bo knows, man. Bo knows. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Next, we have Silence, of course, from Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, Forbidden West, played yes, by... Yes, uh, yes, yes, What's Played what's by Zavala. Name? <laughs> yeah, also that guy. Um, against Michael Jordan. 
Silence against Michael Jordan. What do you got? So, if we're using the word best, Silence is not the best anything in Horizon mm -hmm. Zero Dawn. And in fact, he's even a bad guy at times. So, well, maybe he's not in the new one. I haven't played the new one yet. So we're going to go with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's sticking okay. around. He's the best. I mean, he is basically the best basketball player of all time besides, you know, a couple other people. So, yeah, he's very good. Silence like didn't even like know what the internet was. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Uh, all right. Um, no, we've already done that one. Come on, number generator. So next we have Barrett from Final Fantasy VII, Final okay. Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. Uh, probably the remake version of him because I think okay, he's I was more fleshed say, out character. The first right? one was yeah. like a really racist version of Yeah, Barrett. we'll not do that. Okay. Uh, a verse Franklin Clinton from GTA V. So Franklin, the play, the character that you play, that is the black character. Um. So Barrett versus Franklin. Franklin. I know nothing about Franklin. He's you not. You've played GTA V? I've never played GTA V's story oh. mode. And I've watched people play online. Is he like the batshit crazy one, or is that no? That's Michael? Uh, Trevor. Trevor. Is there a guy Trevor's named Michael in that one. game? Michael is the guy who the rich the rich dude. Okay. Who else is who else is? It's not Franklin. Franklin and who else? It's Franklin and Barrett. Barrett. Uh well, got to go with Barrett just because he's like he has a special place in my heart from Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's fine. That works. Yep. Um, that is winner number five. Sorry, Franklin, you gotta go. Maybe we'll get another GTA character in here. Uh, all right. Let's see. Number three. We've already done number three. Twelve. All right. <laughs> God, I died when this one happened. So, 50 Cent, the rapper. <laughs> okay. From Blood and Sand. From 50 okay. Cent, Bulletproof, and Blood on the Sand. Um, so, 50 Cent, the, the human being in the video game. Or, oh, we've already done that one. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. From Shaq Fu and basketball games. <laughs> Those are two real people. Look at that. Yes. Uh, Shaq owns Papa John's right now, right? He does. He took something that was delicious, but it, but was ruled by a tyrant and has made it the best. So we're going to go with Shaq. We're going to go with Shaq. Okay. So that is number six. All right. We got to get two more black folks and then we'll, we'll, <laughs> this is an insane list. Sorry, 50 Cent. <laughs> you have no had how happy I was when 50 Cent's name came up. Uh, all right. So we have uh, Sergeant Avery Johnson from Halo. So remember the early Halo games, the sergeant, the black dude who was with you? Okay. Okay. Um, sergeant Johnson, as some people call him. And Colt from Deathloop, which oh, is the main player character. Here's the thing. Avery Johnson, I'm getting a lot of Spurs images coming up. Oh, it's also the name of a basketball coach. Okay. Okay. Um... I've, I just started playing Deathloop, and I'm fucking mm -hmm. loving Colt. So he's the best one by by far for me. Gotcha. I like Colt a lot, And I too. don't even remember this basketball coach who was in Halo. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that guy at all. All right. We're going to go to our last matchup. Uh, that one's already good. Man, I hope we don't miss some of these good ones. All right. Uh, Marcus Holloway, which is the main character from uh, Watch Dogs 2. So Watch Dogs 2 player character. Versus... Uh, Black Panther. Oh, come on. You can't, you cannot pair someone up against Chadwick Boseman. Black Panther. Of course. That was like any of these other people who are in this, this bracket, as soon as they come up against Chadwick Boseman. Now, remember, it's not Chadwick Boseman. This is Black Panther from video games. 
You're right. You're right. It's a little different. So like uh, Marvel versus Capcom, like that, you know, that version of. Okay, Black pause Panther. then. Okay. So Marcus Holloway, tell me a little bit. I never played Watch Dogs 2. I only played a little bit of one. Tell me a little. I'm just yeah, looking at you pictures were, of him. He's got buttons on the strap. Yeah, you're in San Francisco. He's a very like, you know, our age tech dude. Yeah. Um, He's a hacker boy who beats people up in San Francisco and hacks stuff. All right. We're going for best, and I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. If it's not Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, he's not the best character in Marvel mm. Ultimate Alliance. He's not the best character in the New Avengers game. So I'm gonna go with Marcus Holloway. All right, Marcus Holloway. So real quick, I'm gonna name off some names that didn't make it. Okay. That were really fun. So um, of course we have uh, Cole from Gears of War, mm -hmm. uh, famous, mm -hmm. famous Cole guy. Train. CJ CJ Johnson from uh, San Andreas. You a buster, CJ. I never played the, San Andreas. The character you play in San Andreas. Oh my god, it's the character you play in San Andreas. I, uh, I've, never, I've never played a GTA game, except for Chinatown. Not Chinatown Wars. Uh, Vice City Stories on PSP. You're insane. Uh, Lincoln Clay from Mafia 3, uh, okay. which is the main character. Uh, Av uh, Avalon, which is the assassin from Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. Uh, uh, yep. the PS no, the Vita. The Vita one, not PSP. Right. I'm that. really mad we didn't get this one. Miles Morales from Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, fuck. He would have won everything. Yeah, but we, he didn't get picked. Grace Walker from Wolfenstein. Our oh, she's great. Yes, yes. Yeah, she. Also, that's uh, Deborah Wilson, right? Yep. Also, Sir Junda funny. from Star Wars: Fallen Order. Also, Deborah <laughs> also Wilson. Also, Deborah Wilson. Yeah. Um, Alex from Half Life. Alex. I haven't so played the yet. daughter of uh, it's you know Half Life's yeah. a very old game. We have uh, Jackie Briggs and her father Jax from Mortal Kombat. So those two Mortal Kombat characters. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the last one is Mike Tyson, of course, from Mike Tyson's Punch <laughs> Mike Out. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yep. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, Grace Walker from Wolfenstein definitely would. If she was in it, she would have taken the cake. I freaking love her in Wolfenstein too. Also, Smitty. Yes, Franklin is awesome. He's fucking great. Um, so here we go, round two. Lee from Walking Dead versus Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie versus the Vampire Hunter. Um, we're gonna go with. We're gonna go with. Oh, damn it. We're looking for best. Best. Lee versus Blade. It's going to be Blade. You have Blade over Lee. All right. That's yeah, cool. it's going to be Blade. Moving right along. All right. So Lola from After Party versus okay. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're definitely going Michael Jordan just because okay. I, I don't know Lola and that new is best is only works once. It only works so so far, yeah. So then we have Barrett from Final Fantasy VII Remake versus okay. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> um, yeah, I really love pizza, so we're going to go with Shaq. Shaq, all right, yep. look at that. And then finally we have uh, Colt from Deathloop against Marcus Holloway from Watch Dogs 2. Colt, for sure right now. That's recency Colt, yeah. bias, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty great. All right, on the final four. We have Blade versus Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Wait, did Wesley Snipes, Snipes go to jail for tax evasion or something like that? I feel like he I did, remember. but not in the video game. You're right, not in the video game. I was in my brain. I was like, there was some kind of controversy around the Michael Jordan documentary yeah. that came out. So maybe he's not the best. But they're like, wait, Wesley Snipes did go to jail for something mm -hmm. too. So there's controversy there. But we're talking about Blade, the game character, versus Michael Jordan, the game character. It's going to be Blade again. Blade might take this whole Blade. thing. You like Blade, huh? Big Blade fan. Uh, and then we have Shaquille O'Neal versus Colt from Deathloop. 
yeah, we're gonna go cult. We're gonna go cult. I thought you would stick with your boy Shaq. Have you played Shaq Fu ever? No. Greatest bad game of all time. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> all right, and then and finally we have Blade versus Colt from Deathloop. Oh damn it, Blade versus Colt. So we're gonna go Colt. We're gonna go Colt. There you go. There you have it. He's the... Chad's number one black person of all time. Colt from Deathloop. Yep, Colt from Deathloop. <laughs> a game that I was also, famously not into. I was like, Ugh, yeah. I can't wait to stop seeing trailers for it. And now I'm just like all about cult is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smitty also says Lincoln Clay is a great character. He absolutely is. Uh, but yeah, that's your definitive black person, according to Chad. But again, all black people are cool. So you're all winners. <laughs> you're all winners. I love it. We have one last segment called Game on Game Show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game on the gaming show on our game show. It's game, 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 game. We're playing Smush Me Into a Movie, Daddy. Mm. <laughs> that daddy part. <laughs> We've played this twice. And to refresh you on what this game is, Adam, is uh, the all the money has gone into Jurassic World. They mm -hmm. pumped all the money into that, all the budget for Hollywood into that movie. And they didn't leave any left for three video game movies that are, are slated to come up. Yeah. So what we're going to do instead is we're just going to scrape together some CGI budget and we're going to put these three properties into three existing movies. We're just going to mm -hmm. you know, you know, deep fake some characters. Uh, so we got to find a movie that will fit this world, this video game world. And we're just going to kind of retroactively yeah. make this movie so we've got three we're gonna start with devil may cry hmm we got you know some some fast action we got swords demon arms we got yeah brothers think there's got to be some like really badass kung fu movie that i'm not thinking of that is really good sword play like is it is it Ninja Assassin? There's like a really, really good movie from like 10 years ago that's like really bloody and violent. That's all about like. I remember that dude's the, doing... the poster for Ninja Assassin. Yeah. I don't think I'm thinking I one of those it. kind of movie, like a modern yeah. kung fu movie with swords, and we can just CG in white hair and maybe a demon art every once in a while. Ah, there you go. There you go. And uh, if we just put like just like a demon's face on a couple of people. Yeah, I'm, like, oh, there might even be like old like Chinese or Japanese masks in that thing of like some. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. I was gonna say something like the raid, but CGing swords into everyone's hands when they're fist fighting doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> so we're gonna have just have to a uh, movie that's already so. I was also gonna say John Wick, but again, see, because John Wick uses guns, and sometimes in Devil May Cry use guns, but I'm like, what movie uses guns and swords? But here's the thing, Adam. We don't necessarily have to use the weapons in the way that the weapons were created to be. Think about Ninja Turtles. Like, mm -hmm. they have swords. A lot of punching. They have the side, but they don't ever use those to stab yeah. or cut people. You know so. what? Even better, Ninja Turtles movie, put a white wig on them. There you go. <laughs> don't make cry. <laughs> okay, okay. And there, there are the brothers. There's Neo, there's Dante, there's... Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, sure. Great. It's batshit crazy, too. It's also it insane. Yeah, it makes no sense. Specifically it's in Michael Bay TMNT movies. Oh, absolutely. The second one. Because the second one is actually fantastic. So okay. I have that one okay. on 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next game is Octodad. And I'm going to rule out mm. a movie. We can't do Mrs. Doubtfire because that's essentially already oh, the same man. movie. <laughs> it really is. So Octodad. So someone's trying to pretend to be something. 
that they're not so that yeah. they don't get injured. So no one no one really knows their true identity as an octopus. So yeah. CGI an octopus. Who becomes an octopus in a movie? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a I want to take a different turn with it and like a very serious movie about like someone like trying to hide from like a drug cartel or like like a serious drama movie but then just make him an octopus man. Yeah. Um so <laughs> I don't know what what's a serious what movie. What comes though? to mind for me is something like someone trying to conceal their like J.I. Jane or Mulan where they're mm. like I'm a woman in a man's role. Yeah. Could you imagine Mulan? So it's awesome because it's animated, so it's so much easier to switch it over. Yeah. All of Mulan, but Mulan's actually an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. You could. You but could. it has to be the cartoon Mulan because a lot of action Mulan, very disappointing. Oh, I didn't even watch it. Nope. It, so no, no thank you to don't, that. You don't, don't have, do you don't have music in it? Get out. Yeah, you don't have the best soundtrack? Good. Get out. Very good cast, but very, very boring movie. So yeah, let's go with uh, Mulan and just... Make her an octopus. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, last one here. I already have an idea. While I was like picking the games, I came mm -hmm. up with a with a maybe good solution for this one, but I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to withhold that for a second to see what you come up with. Banjo Kazooie. Okay. Oh. Huh. So there's this movie. Forgot what it's called. Some like horror thriller movie where uh, this guy and his girlfriend get lost in the woods, and the antagonist of the movie is a bear that's hunting them down. And just CG a backpack on it. It's a story about... It's a horror movie about Banjo and Kazooie trying to kill people. That's okay. an idea. Okay. You can, turn idea? That, you can turn that girl into like... Just CGI her skin green and she's grunting the, the witch. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like the dude's like in a tent and like comes and like bites his, his legs fucked up. But you just hear like a... Or like... Wait, what is the noise that they make? As it's biting his fucking like... Oh my God. Yeah. We could do that. So here's what I thought of. Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. It's a buddy cop. Maybe Chris Tucker is Kazooie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jackie Chan is Banjo. They're already going to save some little girl, which is the plot of Banjo-Kazooie. Like, they're saving his sister. Okay. Is that the first movie, right? They're trying to save that little girl? Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like that could be, like, some big crime syndicate. You know, there's Grunty and her, her minions. I feel like yeah. Rush Hour could be a really good Banjo-Kazooie movie. Chad, I'm going to be honest with you. If you ever say the word rush hour, I'm going to agree with whatever you say next. <laughs> so, I mean, I love those movies, Scott. I don't know how they hold up, but I loved them as a kid. I'm like, this shit is awesome. So, yeah, CG those men into a bear and a bird. Keep everything else the same. Real people in the real world. <laughs> yep. Just dealing with this bear and this bird as they do fighting moves, and I'm all about it. You see this bear just freaking doing kung fu and sliding under... What is it? He like slides under like the bank teller thing or something like that. Yeah, because especially because Jackie Chan always did like the cool stuff, right? Yeah. It was always like stunt work, but he was also doing martial arts. So it's like a lot of like grabbing stuff, flipping it around, going under chairs, <laughs> kicking stuff up, holding it in front of him. But just it's a bear now, you know. And Chris Tucker is just a bird being obnoxious. <laughs> I freaking love it. Um, that's it. That's it for Game on Game Show this week. And that is it for our episode 263 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You have homework, as always. Go to patreon.com slash respawnaimfire, where you can become a patron for $1 a month. That gets you dope wallpapers. That also gets you barf voting powers. Barf is backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends, where we put up a, four games on a poll and says, hey, 
we would like to play one of these four games. Something we haven't played before, or maybe it's a classic game, or it's been a very long time, something we should have experienced a different way. And you all tell us which one you want to hear us play each month. This month, you all chose Life is Strange True Colors, which happened to work out perfectly with Pride Month. So we are playing that all the way through June. You can play it as well because you're a person with choice. And so you can go and play that game and then write into our email, respawningfire.gmail.com, or tweet us your thoughts on it, and we will read those on the show. Or if you would like to be involved in the recording of that episode, reach out and let us know as we start thinking about when we're going to record that in the next couple weeks. Mm -hmm. It is June 19th as we are recording this right now, which means it is about time for August's poll to go up. So yep. I will say right now that I'm going to post it as soon as we hang up, and then I will actually post it probably in a few days when I remember. Right. So keep an eye actually, out on that. I think that. it's my turn. Is it your turn? I think you've done two. I think you've done two. Yeah, because you did the mobile game and then you did this. You're right, you're right, you're right. So, and also by August, it'll be I mean up, July. So you're doing July's game, not August. Yeah, game. that's yeah. also that as well. Uh, yeah, no, so that'll be, that poll will be up on patreon.com slash responding fire, um, which is the correct address. Um, so that poll will be finished before we record next week. So if you want to jump on there and vote on it, it will be up during this week and we'll go live and finish up before next show. So we'll know next week. Sweet. And that's it, everyone. That's all your homework. Have a ha hope. Well, I was going to say have a happy Juneteenth and Father's Day, but this will be in the past for you. So I hope you had a happy Juneteenth and Father's Day. And in the future, here's our usual sign off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>